My wife needs a break. Episode number seven. It's Rui here with you again. Keep it consistent. Another week, another podcast. Appreciate y'all taking the time to check this out. Got a lot to talk about this week. Got a few things I want to cover. Continuing on with our uh, comedy inspiration, kind of like reflection, if you will. Last episode, we did uh, Dave Chappelle. So we covered some Chappelle um, specials and some clips and things like that. And I talked a little bit about Dave and kind of how he inspired me to want to be a comic, you know, when I was really young. And uh, this week, we're going to be doing Chris Rock. So um, it's going to be cool. going to play some Chris Rock clips from over the years. So that should be pretty chill. Um, Definitely want to talk about a few other things. I don't want the whole podcast to just be about, you know, stand up. You know, I want it to be a little bit about everything. Last week's episode was pretty long because um, I think I was just, you know, I'm still experimenting. I feel like I say this every week. I'm just trying to find the groove of what works and what makes sense for the podcast and what um, ultimately will be good for y'all to listen to. Um, I think down the road, some guests, some, you know, some interviews, some stuff like that will be pretty cool. But for right now, based on my current situation, um, it's kind of just me doing it. So I'm trying to figure out ways to still be interesting. And I think playing the the stand-up clips and stuff of all these different inspirations I have will hopefully add another layer to you know to the podcast but a few things i want to cover uh this week before we get into talking about chris rock um the legend and talking about how he inspired me to want to do stand-up to begin with things i want to talk about this week open mics i went to a couple of open mics and it was it was pretty interesting over the last um week or so since the last podcast was was posted so i want to talk about that Um, I've got a trip to Las Vegas coming up this weekend, and I want to talk about that. And I also want to cover um, the music that's getting added um, to our playlist on Apple Music this week. We got two more songs getting added. Then after we cover those things, um, we'll get into talking about Chris Rock and him being an inspiration to me and everything I do with comedy. Um, We're going to hold off on the sports this week. I know baseball just started, and I'm going to keep it a buck. I know I got a few people who listen that they be mad at me because I don't want to talk about baseball. Fuck your baseball. We ain't talking about it. I ain't talking about it. I ain't, I don't I have no interest, man. Like, I don't care. I saw the Red Sox were playing the Yankees um, on Tuesday, and I don't give a shit, yo. <laughs> I guess... I don't mind baseball in October, but I ain't when it's like close to the World Series, but I don't give a shit about it right now. I don't even want to talk about it. So um, NBA playoffs are coming up soon, but I'm going to hold off on the NBA playoff talk. Um, Shit, I said I wasn't going to talk about sports and now I'm getting into it. See, man, I got to I got to figure it out. But yeah, we're going to hold off on the NBA. I think next week um, by that point, the playoffs will have started and I could talk about it and maybe I'll throw around some 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 predictions and whatnot um at that point so we'll talk about sports on another episode all right so for this episode we're gonna get into talking about open mics first and then about my trip to vegas coming up and then about some music and then we're gonna jump into chris rock and my goal is to keep this episode a little tighter 
than last week's. But either way, I appreciate you being locked in. I appreciate you taking the time to listen, you know, while you're, you know, whether you're at the gym, if you're in the car. Um, Big shout outs to all my people who've been sharing the podcast, who tell me they listen. I don't want to forget names, but, you know, my man, John, I appreciate you showing me love on Snapchat and throwing up the, the podcast. My guy, Jay Russ, I know you always listen. I appreciate you. Uh, Bellmy, Bellmy holds me down. Every time I post my podcast, my homegirl, Bellmy, she she likes she likes to post, and I know she listens. She have herself a cup of coffee. She hangs out with her beautiful little son, and he learns a lot of cuss words while listening to me talk about random shit. So, Bellmy, shout-outs to you. I appreciate you. And a few other people who I know um, started listening. And I want to say big thank you to anybody who started listening and is going back because I'm looking at the numbers and I'm seeing people are going back to episode one and listening to it. So that's real cool that, you know, you're going back and starting from the beginning and kind of going on this little journey. So I appreciate it. I'm going to keep the episodes coming every week and trying to get better at this thing and trying to keep it interesting. So that's what we're going to do. So shout outs to y'all. I appreciate y'all. All right. Let's get into this open mics thing. So last week I recorded the podcast on a Tuesday and I put it out on a Wednesday. So one week from, you know, this one dropping um, on Wednesday nights. I always try to sign up to go to the La Jolla Comedy Store and do the open mic there. The way that open mic works is you call into the, to, to the club between um, noon and 4 p.m. And you call back after 430 and they randomly pick names out of like a bucket. And, you know, if you get picked that week, you get to go up and you get to do three minutes at the La Jolla Comedy Store. Great club. Um, for the last, like, three weeks, I've been free on Wednesdays and have gotten not a sniff of getting on the list. Um, just for reference, they pick a few. They pick, like, a good, you know, 10, 15 people. But then there's, like, you can go the, 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 the night of and just try to be on the alternate list, basically, before the doors open. But, like, dudes get there. Like, the doors don't open until 645. Dudes be out there at like five o'clock, like claiming their spot. Like I'm first in line. Like I'm the first alternate and more respect to them for having the time and the dedication to go do it. But it's tough to get up there. Um, so last week I, I got pulled and my name got pulled. So I went to the mic and um, it was interesting because the crowd was kind of weird. There was this group of older people there and it was probably like six, seven deep. And then really the rest of the room was mostly comics. In the beginning of the show, later in the show, after the open mics open over, they start um, the best of San Diego show, which is a, li- a different like caliber of, of, you know, comic and show. And people usually show up for that. So the tail end of the mic will get kind of like an influx of people. But for the most part, it was just this one group, this older group. And everyone was going up there and just pretty much bombing one after another. Not because they weren't funny, like honestly, just because sometimes, you know, like it's, it's hard when there's only so many people in the audience, you know, and it wasn't like they weren't funny. I mean, it's just, it's tough when like, you know, literally it's like a stone wall you're going up against sometimes. And I realized right before I got to go, there was a name, the the person before me, I didn't recognize his name. And usually, you know, the other mic open mic people, but I didn't know this guy. So I saw the name, didn't think twice about it. Just figured, you know, probably just somebody who's like me always trying to get on and never, you know, sometimes don't get his name pulled. Nah, he was with the group of people. He was there with that group. They were there to specifically see him, and he went up before me. I don't know how much, how many times this man has done stand-up comedy, but he got up there and he did this whole bit, and he had an apron on, and he had this apron and this whole thing, and like you know, um, someone before had even mentioned his apron, like he was putting an apron on, and they were like, "What the heck? Like, 
and it, it was a part of his whole his whole you know stick when he went up there. But he basically did this whole thing, and he's doing his jokes, and he had basically a joke about he had gotten the apron as a gift, and basically the the apron was from Mexico. Somebody had bought it for him as a gift, and he said, "I got it as a gift." And it basically said one shot, two shot, three shot. And instead of saying four, it said floor, right? Like, you, you know what I'm saying? But then what happens is you lift up the apron and then under the apron is like a fake puppet penis. So it's supposed to be a joke. Like you lift it up and it's like a penis underneath or whatever. And so that was his whole joke. Like he, his whole thing led up to him basically, you know, pulling out this fake puppet dick. And it wasn't like it was like hilarious, like his his people who were there to see him and probably who gave him the gift, they all laughed. And um, it was funny because I had in my mind what I wanted to work on that night, right? Like what material I wanted to go up and like work on. I had some tags I wanted to work on on some of my jokes. And then I had to follow this guy, right? So he gets off stage um, and I, I go up next and... I got out of my I got out of my game plan like I should have went up there and did my jokes and instead I went up and like for like the first 30 40 seconds I was up there I was just riffing talking about you know him and and his you know and his penis penis puppet situation with his apron and I was like you know it led me into a joke that because he was talking about barbecue and I had a joke that talks about barbecuing and and stuff and it led me into that joke and for the first minute it was pretty funny but it really got me off track to where I wanted to go. And it was just like a, just a reminder, like of how, like you think, you know what you want to do. And then you can get sidetracked so easily when it comes to going to these open mics and doing your stuff. So it was a learning, it was a learning experience and it was definitely different. You never know what you're going to get at open mics. I was saying this recently. Um, and then I normally try to go to the madhouse. The madhouse has a, has an open mic every single night, which is great. I love it. Um, I like going to the Madhouse. It's a it's a fun club to me. The people there are more like my speed, like they're regular people who are just out. You know what I mean? Have a good time, and sometimes people stick around. So I've been going there for the mic, and it's always interesting because you know you see a lot of the same guys go and stuff, and it's it's cool because you you see like the potential certain guys have, you see the the ability that they have, and and you know it's it's interesting the dynamics that can exist where like. One person could struggle with the group, but the next person could do well. And I think it's just a sign that, like, you can't label a crowd as, like, not a good crowd. Like, it's just you got to work for the last. Like, you have to be funny. And um, I think the I'm gaining a lot more respect for open mics and what they're about. But, yeah, I just wanted to give a quick little rundown of, of what my open mic experience was kind of the la- over the last week. So, yeah. And next, we're going to talk a little bit about Vegas because I'm about to go on a trip. So we're going back to Vegas. We are going back to Las Vegas. By we, I mean my wife. The whole purpose of the podcast is to give my wife a break. But in real life, I'm constantly with her. We're constantly doing stuff together. We're constantly going places. Uh, So we're going to Las Vegas. Um, If you listen to the podcast, episode one, um, title is, uh, the code is Las Vegas. You know, the code is Vegas. Um, We went to Vegas um, MLK weekend with some friends. And there was a story I told about how my wife almost got into a fight with a drunk chick um, at a Cirque du Soleil show. So that's a story. So that's why it's interesting that we're going back to Vegas. This time should be a little bit more chill. Maybe 
we're going to Vegas. It's a family trip this time. So um, my wife's going, obviously, myself. Um, and meeting there, we will be meeting my father-in-law. We'll be meeting my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law, and uh, an aunt, cousin, and and some other people. So we got a, a decent-sized group going. Um, for a lot of the people going, it's going to be their first time in Vegas. Um, for me and my wife, this is, I think, our t- like our 10th trip to Vegas or something like that. Like, we went a few times when we used to live on the East Coast. But since coming to Cali, like, we're so close that, like, it's a short drive. I mean, five hours. It's not crazy. But, like, it's a it's drivable. So, you can do it for a long weekend and different things like that. So, this time it's a little bit different. It's a trip. But my wife's going ahead of me. So, my wife's going to get there first. Um, and I don't got the vacation time to do that because when my life is set up. I ain't just be burning vacation time. So I'm I'm working some of the day, you know, on Friday and then making a move. But um, it's going to be interesting because it's a family trip. And family trips are always interesting no matter what. So um, it's going to be cool to see, you know, see my father-in-law and see my sister-in-law and see my brother-in-law and everything. It's going to be real interesting. But, you know, there's always activities planned. So I'm sure for the podcast, I'm going to have some stories. I'm going to try if I can get if I can find a way to get like, you know, some some recording done when I'm out there as things pop up. That'd be cool. But, you know, if anything, at least some stories to to talk about going forward on the podcast. Hopefully we'll get some good nuggets. I think it'll happen so far for the itinerary. I know I'm getting into town by the time I get into town. You know, my wife and everybody will have met at the airport, got to the hotel and all of that. And there's always, you know, the possibility that between an airport and getting to where you're going, it could be a mess. So I'm sure there'd be some stories from her. And I know uh, her and her sister and them, they're doing like spa days and um, a couple other things. But then when we get, when I get there, I know we're going, uh, we're going ATV riding out in the desert. So I can guarantee you there's going to be something about that probably on the next episode because um, I don't know how that's going to go. It'll be very interesting. So we're doing ATVs. Um, I know we're going out. We're going out to a nightclub one night. I think th- I think the move is to go to Dre's, which is you know a hip hop spot and it's very popular. They got the beach set up, the little beach club, and um, a lot of hip hop artists go-, go there. And I think on Saturday Ti is going to be there, so I think we might be going there. Um, if nothing else, it should be interesting because one of my old friend, one of my friends, had just gone to Vegas, and on her snap, I saw a whole fight right in front of right in front of Dre's. Um, so it's interesting. You go to Vegas when you bump into celebrities and then you, you know, you see just madness. It's, it's an interesting blend of the world. So it should be interesting going out there. I'm also really pumped. I'm going to go to a, a comedy show and I'm out there. I'm going to go check out Sebastian Maniscalco, who um, I love. He's hilarious. Um, and we're going to check him out. He's on his Stay Hungry tour right now. So we're going to check him out at, at the Coliseum at Caesars. So I'll also talk about that as well, probably on the next podcast. So that'll be cool. Um, Sebastian's not on the list of comics that um, I've been covering as inspirations, but I think as the podcast goes on and I just like feature comics I like, Sebastian's someone who I really, really enjoy his work. So probably talk about him at some point, but looking forward to the Vegas trip. And then we're coming straight back on Monday. I'm driving back uh, and I'm coming back to work because I got to save these vacation days, like I said. So I'm going to go to work. And then that night, Monday, the 16th, if you're in San Diego, or in the area, I'll be doing a show at the Madhouse Comedy Club. Shows at eight o'clock. Ticket information and all that is at ruicomedy.com. 
you can check me out under the show's link and um, check out all the info. If you're in San Diego and you're my people, I got a guest list, so hit me up. I can get you in for free. Um, then at the end of next week on 420, I got a private gig here at the university um, at UC San Diego. So if you're a UC San Diego student and you listen, um, you can go to that show. It's not for everybody, but um, it's definitely a, it should be a fun show. I'm working with uh, Maria Herman, who's a comic out here. I've never worked with her before, but I've heard she's very funny. I've seen some clips. She's Australian. She has a real interesting, unique view on the world. So looking forward to working with her um, for the first time and doing that. So a couple of shows next week, you know, when I get back from Vegas and all that. So that should be cool. I'm real excited about the Vegas thing. Um, I think it'll be something that's, that's fun and like, provides some interesting stuff. I still, like I said, if you didn't listen to the first episode, you get a chance. Go back, listen to that first episode. I talk about the whole story about my wife almost getting into it at the Cirque du Soleil show. And it's to me, it's a very interesting story how it all played out. But I definitely highly recommend checking that out. Um, now, on the ride to Vegas, I'm going five hours pretty much. It's like four and a half, but you got to stop for gas at some point. I ain't stopping for nothing else. My wife always be wanting to stop to go to the bathroom and all this other shit. You know, be trying to find a Panera Bread because they're supposed to have the clean bathrooms. Not true. Um, but I'm driving solo, so I ain't stopping for shit but gas. Um, and I'll be listening to a lot of music and vibing. And so I think it's only right that we talk about the playlist real quick because that's going to be important. My playlist on the ride, you know, to to Vegas. Now, uh, we have two different artists that are getting added to the playlist this week. Um, but I think both well-deserving, in my opinion, and both will be in heavy rotation on the ride for me to Las Vegas. Um, the first one is uh, Mr. Aubrey Graham, who needs no introduction. Drizzy Drake. Um, I think one of the first songs we put on the podcast, maybe it was one of the first five songs we put on the playlist for this, was Drake, God's Plan. And that record was just like a smash. And now it's now been number one 11 weeks in a row. And now Drake just dropped a new record called Nice For What. It's got a Lauren Hill sample, and I'm not going to lie, when I first heard it, I yelled to my wife basically like, yo, this song is not it. Like, it's all right, but people are already saying it's great. It's been out for two minutes. How can you already know this song is a hit? Like, God's Plan, I felt like I heard it once, and I was like, this shit is a smash. This song, I was like, I don't know. It's, it's got. I like the bounce. I'm all about the New Orleans bounce. I was into that. I like the beat and everything. I just wasn't sure about it. Then I saw the music video and I was like, oh, this guy has the key. Like, Drake figured it out. Like, this dude, he got the cheat codes. Like, he knows what he's doing. And now I can't stop playing the record. Like, it's on replay all the time. I, I play this record all the time. So, uh, Drake, nice for what? Going on the playlist for sure. Going to be in heavy rotation on the ride for me. Um, a lot of people were mad because they thought Drake kind of stole the thunder from the next artist that's going on the playlist. Cardi B. I love Cardi B. Um, not even as like as like an artist like musically like I think she's dope as musically she has some hot shit that's out right now and I, her album just came out um, which I think is real good uh, called Invasion of Privacy just it just dropped um, about 13 tracks um, very very cool album I liked it a lot of people have been hating on it but I like Cardi B because I, I like Cardi B's story I feel like if you don't like Cardi B you're a sucker like you like if you don't like what she like represents and all the hard work she put in and how she had to go from you know you know being a stripper to being on TV shows and like and going from that to being you know a millionaire you know twenty something followers on 21, 21 million followers on Instagram and all this other stuff like 
she's iconic right now and and people should embrace her and i think the people hating on her and stuff is is just lame to me like you know we should embrace this this woman and uh she made a big announcement on snl that she was pregnant which a lot of people had been speculating for months and she finally kind of like just admitted it through like you know her own like little beyonce style like look at my my baby bump thing and i support it man i'm happy for cardi b um i hope I hope she has nothing but success. She just co-hosted Jimmy Fallon for the Tonight Show. Like, I'm very happy for her, you know, and to see her where she come from and where she's at now, it's amazing. So Cardi B is going on the playlist. The song we're putting on the playlist, honestly, I like a lot of songs. And I honestly like some songs better than this one, but I think this one's going to be a smash. It's Cardi B featuring Bad Bunny and J Balvin. Bad Bunny's been on the playlist like three or four times. I think this guy is amazing. I, I call him the Puerto Rican Drake. Um, J Balvin, also very, very popular. Um, the song is called I Like It. It's, it's, uh, it's, I think it's going to be a good record. Got a cool sample on there. Um, I think it's going to be very, very good. So I'm throwing that on the playlist. There's a lot of other records I could put on a playlist, to be honest, from Cardi B on her on her album. I think her intro, um, Get Up 10, is is fire. Um, I would say definitely check that out for sure. It really got a Meek Mill like energy to it. I really like that. Um, what else do I like on here? Um, be careful's hot. I think people like Be Careful. Obviously, Bodak Yellow had to be on the album. That's just mandatory for sales. Um, Best Life featuring Chance the Rapper, hot record. I like it. Uh, Ring featuring Kaylani. I like Kaylani. Kaylani's a dope artist. I rock with Kaylani. Um, we'll find time on another episode to talk about it. But my wife has this thing where if I like female artists that are singers specifically, she automatically hates their guts. So it's an interesting thing. But Kehlani, I, I like Kehlani um, and that Ring song, Hot. Um, another artist I like, SZA. SZA's on this one, I Do. It's the, the last song on the Cardi B album, and it's fire. So check out that Cardi B album. I want to shout out Cardi B. So... Drake and Cardi B, you're going on the playlist. My wife needs a break. Um, and pretty soon, Cardi B going to need a break. Because Cardi B, she finna have that baby. So, shout outs to Cardi B. Alright? So, that's the playlist we're adding, man. We're adding that to the playlist, and that's what's happening. Um, we're going a little bit longer than I wanted to, to be honest. We're already, we already about 20 minutes in. Um, so, the whole 30-minute thing is, ain't happening this, this episode. So, if you're listening like, damn, bro, you still talking... Your wife needs a break. No wonder your wife needs a break, motherfucker. You always talking. You talk too much. I apologize. I'm sorry. That's the whole point of the podcast. But we are done with the the, the housekeeping and the news and the you know updates and all that. And now we're going to get into like the, the second half here of the podcast. Really talking about my comedy inspiration. Talking about Chris Rock. So that's the next thing we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Chris Rock. We're going to talk about um, some bits that he has over the years that I find very, very dope. Or kind of like that kind of triggered something in my mind to like want to be funny. So I'll talk a little bit about Chris Rock um, coming up next and we'll keep it going. So we'll get into Chris Rock and we'll talk about um, how he inspired me in my comedy journey. Rock is forever. Chris Rock, man. Chris Rock is forever. I think that's going to end up being the title of the podcast for today. Yeah, Rock is Forever. That's the podcast title. That's decided now. <laughs> uh, Chris Rock is amazing to me, man. Chris Rock is, he's a legend, obviously, but to me, he he's somebody who really made me want to 
be funny and like look at things in an interesting way. Um, you know, I talked about in the last episode how like, you know, Dave Chappelle killing him softly kind of was really the first comedy special that I think I really like sat down and like really watched and was like, wow, like this is like comedy is amazing. Like I want to know more. And then that's when I started really like digging back and watching more stand up. And so, you know, I'd reached back because, you know, I was watching Chappelle on HBO. So I'm like, well, what else is like, you know, who else should I watch? You know what I'm saying? And um, Chris Rock was was super popular from like, you know, I wasn't really watching anything because I was still a kid. But like, you know, from SNL and from all these other things. And I really always remember Chris Rock from the Lil Penny commercials. He was in the Penny Hardaway commercials, you know, Lil Penny. And I was a big Shaq fan and a big, my, uh, excuse me, Orlando Magic fan um, back in the day. And uh, Lil Penny was like the shit. So, you know, Chris Rock was always hilarious. But then I started watching the stand up. So the first Chris Rock special I ever watched was Bigger and Blacker, which came out in 1999. And Bigger and Blacker to me is a classic. Um, it's amazing. It's probably one of my favorite specials I've ever seen. Um, and there was just so many interesting things in that special that, um, it just, it made me like look at comedy in a, in a different way. Just like the way he, he would take these, these observations and then he would almost offer like his take on how do you correct it or his spin on how does that, how do you make that work or his unique take on it. And I found his observations in that special to be amazing. And honestly, like if you've never seen Chris Rock, bigger and blacker, um, watch it. I mean, there's also an album that has like, like no sex in the champagne room and all the like songs on it and stuff. But like watch the special man, like bigger and blacker, you know, it's, it's amazing. And, you know, there's a couple of bits that stuck out to me that, Really, I really want to, you know, highlight and, and play for y'all so y'all could check it out um, while you're listening to the podcast. Um, and the first one that I want to play for y'all is um, this is Chris Rock's take on on gun control. Um, like leading up to this bit, he had been talking about uh, school shootings like this was 1999. So, you know, like this isn't far off from Columbine and things like that. So you got to think about how. Like, I had to think back, like, even when I watched it, like, I think I watched it in, like, 2000, 2001 when I watched Bigger and Blacker, so it was, like, two years after it came out, but, like, to talk about that school, to to get into this conversation about guns and school shootings, like, that's, that's what Chris Rock is, like, he takes issues that are uncomfortable, and he gives his observation on it, and he gives his own spin and his own idea of how you combat it, and it's, it's hilarious, so this bit right here is about uh, gun control, it's Chris Rock. It's on Bigger and Blacker. I think it's hilarious, and I hope you do too. Hey, man, and everybody talking about gun control. Gotta get rid of the guns. Fuck that, I like guns. You got a gun, you don't have to work out. <laughs> I ain't working out. I ain't jogging. You got pecs, I got pecs. Shit. You don't need no gun control. You know what you need? We need some bullet control. We need to man, we need to control the bullets. That's right. I think all bullets should cost five thousand dollars. Five thousand dollars for a bullet. You know why? Because if a bullet costs five thousand dollars, there'll be no more 
innocent bystander. She is. She is. Every time somebody gets shot, you be like, damn, he must have did something. Should they put $50,000? If people would think before they kill somebody if a bullet cost $5,000, man, I would blow your fucking head off if I could afford it. <laughs> I'm gonna get me another job, I'm gonna start saving some money, and you a dead man. You better hope I can't get no bullets on layaway. So <laughs> like even if you get shot by a straight bullet, you won't have to go to no doctor to get it taken out. Whoever shot you, take their bullet back. I believe you got my property. Smart, man. See, everybody, everybody blame the kids is fucking crazy. And everybody want to be mad at the kids for shooting up the school. What about the parents? The parents. The parents is really fucked up, man. The damn parents need to go to jail for some of this sucking shit, man. I believe you have my property. The idea of taking your bullets back because bullets cost so much because you don't need gun control, you need bullet control. That shit is genius, man. Like, that was one of those moments in Bigger and Blacker when I was like, this guy is a fucking genius man like this is a, I guess a funny way to look at how to control guns and it's almost not even a stupid idea it's almost like a really good idea which is like kind of like makes it more hilarious but another thing about that bit that was cool for me was like it got me and I think it was one of it's one of the things that to this day makes me you know really love Chris Rock as you know as a comedian and as an inspiration to why I even decided to want to do stand-up is like certain things with rock, it was just it's just the way he says it. It's his delivery. It's it's just that is like amazing. Like his his whole delivery and style is what, what sells it, you know, like just the way he says, like, you know, I believe you have my property. Like he's he he stresses certain words and it's 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 amazing and I I think it's something that's really you know stuck out to me and that's kind of what the next bit which is really about um it's about like health insurance and it's about how poor people deal with people being sick and what it takes to to see the doctor and um it has a little bit to do about robitussin and it's a classic to me and um very funny so I want to play it for y'all and I think. This is another one of those situations with this bit where it's like it's it's almost not so much what Chris is saying, but like how he's saying it and how he's delivering it. And it's something that I really, you know, am amazed by even to now as I watch it. It's just like his ability to just to stress certain words or say something a certain kind of way or even just like it's just the inflection in his voice. Like when he and people do these imitations of Chris Rock and like that's what they're imitating is like the stress he puts on certain words and stuff and I think it's amazing so this is to me this is one of the fun this is a funny bit also on Bigger and Blacker this will be the last um, clip from Bigger and Blacker that we're gonna put on here but I think y'all should check it out and and hopefully you find it as funny as me 
And again, hopefully these clips are making you want to go watch Bigger and Blacker. So if you've never seen, you know, you know, Chris do do this material or you, you maybe seen YouTube clips, watch the whole thing, man. It's a work of art. It really is. So here's Chris Rock, man, explaining how you use Robitussin, explaining about health insurance and talking a little bit about Jerry Lewis. It's pretty funny. Check this out. insurance or you gonna die that's right everybody who you gotta eat right and exercise no you don't you need some coverage coverage will save your life that's right i mean we all gonna die but at least if you got some coverage you will die on a mattress that's right man when i was a kid we didn't have no insurance we didn't have a damn thing you had to be damn near dead to see the doctor that's why you had to be way past robotussin that's all we had when I was a kid, Robitussin. No matter what you got, Robitussin better handle it. Daddy, I got asthma, Robitussin. I got cancer, Robitussin. I broke my leg, Daddy poured Robitussin on it. Yeah, boy, let that Tussin get in there, boy. Yeah, boy, let that Tussin get on down to the bone. Yeah, the Tussin ought to straighten out the bone, it's good. If you run out of tussin, put some water in the jar, shake it up, no tussin. No tussin. You know how I like doctors, because they don't cure shit. They don't cure nothing. Same disease has been hanging out since I was a kid, man. What's the last shit a doctor cured? Polio. You know how long ago polio was? That's like the first season of Lucy. Shit, Fred had an afro with finger waves. Have you ever met anybody with polio? Anybody feel a little poly around you? No. That's right, they don't cure shit. Same disease been hanging out since I was a kid. AIDS, sick of cell, tuberculosis, cancer. Jerry's kids still living around. I've been watching the Jerry Lewis telethon for probably about 15, 16 years now. Not one stitch of progress whatsoever. Come on, man. Lie to me, Jerry. Lie to me. What the fuck you doing, Jerry? Put a stick in the kid's back. Prop him up or some shit. Come on. Come on. Call Steven Spielberg. Get some special effects on this shit. Get George Lucas on the case. CGI, motherfucker. CGI. What the fuck? Tie some string around him. Make a cripple puppet or some shit. Lie to me. Where the fuck's the money going? Where's the money going? What, to keep Jerry's hair black? Where's the money going? What? Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, think about it. Frank Sinatra dead. Dean Martin dead. Sammy Davis dead. Jerry Lewis got a full head of black hair. And if you ain't gonna cure the disease, cut the kids a check. That's right. You know little boys get ready to die? One thing I love and just respect about Chris Rock 
in his comedy is that he's willing to approach very uncomfortable topics with his own spin, but also his own like anger and like general disdain for the idea of it. Like, you know, him talking about, you know, doctors and what have they cured and I think that is is something that's real interesting. Like I said about the earlier bit about gun control, it's something I was always impressed by with, with, with Rock is that he was funny, but he was always funny when like also going at like real shit. Like he wasn't just like making stuff up where like Dave did, did that too. But like, I think what I fell in love with Dave about with Chappelle, I talked about in the last episode was more like the out, the outrageous place that Dave could take it. But have you still feel like it made sense and it was real? And Chris does it where like he has these observations about the world and he comes at it like 100 miles an hour, at least, you know, in in Bigger and Blacker. And he's real aggressive. His follow up special to that came out in 2004. Uh, It was called Never Scared. And that was another one that I was like, I got to watch this. Like, you know, this is going to be super interesting. And then there was a moment where. Um, I started to realize that a lot of people didn't like, and maybe this is just my perspective on how I felt like people would talk about it, but people didn't like the way Chris would talk about black people or his own people or things that they do because he would challenge everything. And there was this one bit um, that I want to talk about in, in play right now, which is about the difference between being wealthy and being rich. And it, it's one of those bits where, like, the the idea of what he's talking about is really interesting and really real. And he challenges a lot about black and brown people and what they do. But he also does this thing again where it's how he says things that become catchy. So after I played a bit, I'll talk about the part that always stuck out to me um, during this bit. But um, I think it's Chris, again, ta- tackling tough topics that are real and things he really thinks about and observations he really has, but him being willing to go at it like a hundred miles an hour and really not back down. Like, and I find that really cool. So this right here is a clip from never scared, which came out in 2004. Um, yeah, it's the difference between being wealthy and being rich. Now just maybe, maybe if we didn't spend all 
piece of shit car in the world. We don't give a fuck. A brother put rims on a toaster if you let him. Yo, man, I got some raisin toast sitting on 22s, man. 22, look at him, motherfucker, look at him. And they spin it, nigga, they spin it. They spin it, nigga, they spin it. They spin it, nigga, they spin it. We don't give a fuck. Money's new to black people. It's new to us. We the most money-wasting motherfuckers on the face of the earth. We spend money like we think the shit's gonna rot, okay? Brothers riding around with TVs and the headrests of the car. The TVs is on and ain't nobody in the back seat. You can't see it because obviously I'm just playing the audio of the clip, but... When Chris, when Chris is saying they spinning, yeah, they spinning, they spin like he's moving his head around and like he's, it's just, it's the way he's saying that and moving away from the mic and spinning his head while he's talking about these spinners and it's funny, man. And it was just, it was a, an interesting way for him to choose how he wanted to say that, but also it being a real thing that he was really saying like. We need to stop spending money on stupid shit. Like, why are we spending money on stupid shit? And I remember, like, seeing all this backlash kind of like, and maybe I'm just making this up in my head. When I, I mean, this is 2004. Like, I'm like 17. Like, what do I know? You know, but I, I remember it being this thing where, like, Rock was getting this pushback about really being like, we're kind of like black people were mad about the way he was, like, coming at black people for certain things. And I think the special was one of those times. And I remember, like, thinking about it and saying, like, well, he kind of did that in Bigger and Blacker, too. He had a lot of moments where he always talks about race. And then um, at the time, he, this is still so old four is here. I, I didn't even know. I thought Bigger and Blacker was like Rock's first special at the time. Right. Like, I didn't know shit. Like, I was, you know, I'm a kid, essentially. And then I found out, like, really bring the pain was like the first, like, it wasn't the first HBO special, but it was his first HBO special um, thing was called Big Ass Jokes. But that was like a half hour, like an HBO half hour. Um, but his first like hour, I think, was and I might still be wrong. I don't know. Bring the pain. I think that was in 96. So like 96 is a, like that's a minute. You know what I'm saying? Like in comparison, I mean, obviously, that's three years before Bigger and Blacker. And. I found this bit that I think now in retrospect is like one of his more famous bits, ultimately. Um, And uh, it's about basically there being a civil war within the black community. Um, And I'm not even going to get into it too much, but it was just further proof for me that that Rock had been doing this for the longest time. Like he's always been pushing it and he's always been giving his opinion about what he sees and um, I think to me, that was something that as I've seen more and more of that with Rock, I was like, this dude, like, he has his observations, what he sees, what he believes, what he says. And sometimes he's going to say certain things to get a rise out of you or to be kind of like almost like, whoa. But he's also saying it from a, a real place of like he has real emotion behind it. You know, it's like it's almost like there's all these Facebook and Instagram, you know, like videos and things like that. And I don't want to knock anything about people like to talk about Facebook comedians or Instagram comedians like those people are funny like those are funny people that are making content and you know all that but like there's a lot of videos that were like rants or like different like things and 
really a lot of Chris Rock's bits, especially the ones I like, are him just ranting for like three, four, five, six, seven minutes. You know what I mean? Just going off. And um, this is one of those. So this is a clip from Bring the Pain, 1996, Chris Rock. Um, and I think is it was a real clear indicator that Rock always been doing this and Rock has always been pushing buttons and always been doing this thing. So here's a clip again, Bring the Pain, 1996, Chris Rock. I hope you enjoy it. racism going on in the world right now. Who's more racist? Black people or white people? Black people. You know why? Because we hate black people too. <laughs> Everything white people don't like about black people, black people really don't like about black people. There's some shit going on with black people right now. It's like a civil war going on with black people. And there's two sides. It's black people and there's niggas. <laughs> the niggas have So Never Scared comes out in 2004. Four years later, Chris does his fifth HBO special, Kill the Messenger. That's in 2008. Um, another cool special. Um, I'm not going to play any clips off of that, mainly for just time's sake. Um, but Kill the Messenger, I thought was very funny. I think it won him. Um, I think he won an Emmy for that as well. But then literally, you know, Almost 10 years later, Chris releases his first, you know, special in, in 10 years, you know, um, with Netflix. And, you know, 
I think I think Chris is getting paid like forty million per special. So shout outs to Chris Rock for just being a a boss. Um but he, he released um in two thousand eighteen he released Tambourine, which was, you know, his most recent special, like I just said, ten years removed from his previous special and I watched this like the day it came out. I was so excited to watch it. I was pumped. Um, like I said, you know, Rock is to me a, a legend, and he's, you know, if I was putting together, you know, a starting five of stand up comedy, like, you know, Rock would be right there in my starting five. Like, if, even if I had to make a Mount Rushmore with four comics, like, whatever analogy or, you know, descriptor you want to use that, you know, that those cliches, Chris Rock is right there. And the one thing that I really loved about this one that I thought was like super cool was Chris always been amazing with these like observations he has. Right. But it was different for me to watch him do a special where he talked about personal stuff that was real. You know, Um, he went through a divorce, uh, custody battles, all this kind of stuff. And he actually talked about himself and it was Kind of interesting. I want to play this. This will be the last clip I'm going to play before we then wrap up the podcast this this episode. Um, but he, if you listen to this bit, which is him talking about him messing up and cheating on his wife, there's a level of quiet that's almost awkward that the audience tries to fill with laughter on things he's not trying to be funny on. He's just talking about himself. And it, to me, it was interesting because the laughs came. You could tell he wasn't trying to get laughs on certain things. But then when he was going for the laugh, he went and got it because he's Chris Rock. You know what I'm saying? But um, to me, this was amazing to see because it was like it was really personal. And it it was different than what I'm used to seeing from Chris Rock, you know, over the years that I've watched him as stand up and been, you know, and essentially idolized this guy, you know, of, of that. And it was it was really cool. So I'm going to play this clip. Um, from Tamarine. This is on Netflix. I know I keep talking about the other specials, which, you know, maybe you don't have HBO and you can't watch all the old stuff, or maybe you don't have a DVD of Bigger and Blacker, but, you know, everybody and their mama got a cousin or somebody that they borrow Netflix off. So you definitely got your ass on Netflix. Stop playing. We all got a Netflix some way, somehow. You can find a, I mean, shit, DM me, hit me up. I'll give you my, I'll give you my father's Netflix account because that's what we're doing. Uh, everybody got a Netflix account to use. So, um, go check out Tambourine. This clip right here is real cool, and it's a very personal thing that I think was was different. So we'll play this clip, and then we're gonna wrap up the podcast this week. On my wife needs a break. Oh man, I fucked up, man. Divorce, man. You don't want no parts of this shit, man. It, it, it's, it's my fault because I'm a fucking asshole, man. Just I, I wasn't I wasn't a good husband. I wasn't a good husband. I didn't listen. I wasn't kind. <laughs> you know, I had an attitude. I thought, ah, I pay for everything. I can do what I want. That shit don't fucking work. <laughs> you know, I just thought I was a shit, man. Uh, I didn't play the tambourine. <laughs> you gotta play the tambourine. Everybody gotta play the tambourine, man. Huh? I cheated. Yeah, I'm, I'm serious. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bragging. I cheated. I was like on the road, and you know, I end up sleeping with three different women. Man. It's, it's like fucked up. I, you know, it's fucked up. Here's the thing: when when guys cheat, it's like we, we want something new. 
want something new, right? But then you know what happens? Your woman finds out, and now she's new. She's never the same again. So now you got new, but you got a bad new. You got bad fucking new, man. And I know every woman in here right now is like, fuck you, Chris. What the fuck, man? You? I thought you was all right. You? Come on, Chris. What the fuck is wrong with you? What the fuck is wrong with men? I know a bunch of women are thinking that right now. Every woman in here is like, fuck you, Chris. And every guy in here right now is going, three? Episode 7, My Wife Needs a Break, Rock is Forever. I appreciate you taking the time to listen. Um, Hopefully, if you're listening on um, Apple Podcasts or if you're on um, Android, you know, if you're whatever podcast streaming service you're using, if you're listening to me on the Anchor app itself, you know, definitely follow the podcast, subscribe to the podcast. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to one episode, to, to half an episode, whatever you're doing. I appreciate it. We're on episode seven, and I feel like we're figuring out a little bit day by day. Um, I'm excited to be doing it. I'm going to keep on putting out these podcasts every week. Um, again, big ups and praise to Chris Rock, one of the goats, one of the legends. Um, and just, you know, thank you for him for, for making anything to make me watch and and wanna you know wanna try to do stand up period you know what i mean um he's you know he's definitely someone who inspired me big time so big thanks to chris rock not sure who's going to be next on um our list of comedic influences um the folks that are still left that i want to cover over the next um several weeks are george carlin eddie murphy Jamie Foxx, Kevin Hart, John Leguizamo, Martin Lawrence, George Lopez, and Dane Cook. Um, those are some people I definitely want to cover um, as far as those 10, those top, those 10 influences. So we'll see who's next um, coming up for us. But this episode, again, focus on Chris Rock. Also, all the other stuff we talked about. Again, if you're looking for any shows coming up, things like that, do you want to check out, just go to RuiComedy.com. Um, and uh, check out the show's link and it'll be right there. All right. So I appreciate y'all checking out episode seven. And the main thing to remember is we do this every single week for one reason and one reason only. And that is because my wife needs a break.